This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week, we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health, and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China. No spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss twenty two, R A C H E L W E I S S twenty two. And now for this week's episode. Sit down, get my wine, my wine. Cheers. Cheers.、Ooh, bloody heck! I'm tired. <laughs> right, are we ready? Ready. Welcome back, China daters. Yeah, welcome back, you guys. We are on episode four now. Episode four. It's really it's moving on, isn't it? Yeah, it's going week by week. Week by <laughs> as week. As weeks go. As we as time <laughs> flies by the crow's nest. <laughs> That's, As they say. That's how they say. That's what they say. This might be the last one that we have relative freedom for a little while in Beijing. I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, if you're in Beijing right now, you know that this week they're testing Chaoyang District. So for three times this week, we're going to be tested. Hopefully, we don't have a big lockdown coming like Shanghai. I don't think. I don't think it's coming. But also, if you're not in Beijing, like me, mom, and you've watched the BBC. Uh, then you might think World War Three is going to happen,、uh, and the world's going to end with、um, uh, the the supermarkets running out of toilet paper. But we are fine. We're stocked up, aren't we, babe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing good. We're doing okay. I I don't know. I feel very lucky in Beijing. We have so many friends in Shanghai, and I have a lot of. Uh, friends who are posting, they're like in day forty, you know, day thirty-five, and it's been mad. So, like,、uh, if you're listening in Shanghai, we're sending you our love and thoughts. Loads of in love in other cities. It's been happening in other cities as well, besides Shanghai, and just not really talked about. So, we feel very fortunate for not being in that situation yet. We still、yeah. have things we can go out. So, and、yeah. if if you are in Shanghai and you want a hobby, start a podcast. If you're going insane, you may as well document it for people's pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good thing. Or、mm. you can just go back and listen to Date Night China season one and two. Ooh, that'd be a good idea. Also, <laughs>、um, so、uh, DNC, we've been quite busy as well. We had a very popular bowling event, didn't we? Oh, it was so much fun. We rented、mm. out a whole bowling alley. We had around like sixty people come. You could sign up by yourself or with a team. It was awesome. Like it was such a fun vibe. People were like mixing around or hanging out with their team. We had two kegs from Slowbo. It was really fun.、Um, it was just a really nice time. I think we're really looking forward to doing some more events like that this summer, just to have a, a good vibe, meeting new people. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was really、great. good. Yeah, it was really good. So join our next event if you're in Beijing. Indeed. So Nathan, what have we got for this week's episode? Well, I'll tell you, Nathan. In this week's episode, we're going to talk to three experts and entrepreneurs about their media platforms and businesses in China, and how their voice and role in building a community and building relationships—that's that word—I'm reading off a script here—influence their lives. Nobody could tell. In, thanks. Influence their lives in China. Yeah, I'm excited about this episode because these are some like you know you have Instagram friends or things like that. So I've grown a lot of friendships through online media, as I'm sure many people have, and 
some of our guests tonight are people that I've only met because of Instagram, uh, like Dr. Baby, who has an, uh, a platform and a podcast called Brown Girl in Beijing. And there's another uh, wonderful lady called Kendall, who has a podcast or actually a web mini mini series, and it's called Black and Abroad. So these are two wonderful, awesome powerful ladies. and they're really great it's really great content yes it's really awesome fantastic. and so it was actually my first time really meeting both of them tonight in person yeah. i mean actually dr baby's come to a few of our events before mm. yeah so we've crossed mm. paths and then shaggy is is a really cool guy in beijing second timer yeah on he was on our first uh or no second season second season and he's a really cool guy in beijing he's in the restaurant kind of business scene with marketing we love his restaurant larry the bird yeah, if you have if you're in oh. Beijing or you come to Beijing and you have so. not been to Larry the Bird, that you need to do that because that spicy chicken burger. Oh, oh my, my and days! And for me, it's like the sauces, like the ver. Oh, so good. Mm. Yeah, mm -mm -mm. it's good. Mm -mm, good. But this is a great episode. It's so much fun. Uh, so much. It's just. It's just. It's just fantastic. It's a great episode. So enjoy. Grab a drink and get ready to listen. So welcome to our guests for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we jump into what we're talking about today, can you guys each tell us a little bit about yourselves, where you're from, what you're doing here, how long you've been in China, and also, most importantly, are you single or in a relationship? Mm. Let's start with you over here, Kendall. Okay, um, I am Kendall Tyson from Texas. Hello, all my Texas people. Woo! Um, I am a therapist on my own therapy practice. I'm also a counselor at um, an international school here. I've been here for, ooh, hmm. I think I'm completing my fourth year. August 7th is my China anniversary. Mm -hmm. um, so really, yeah, spreading the, spreading the news about mental health, connecting people, trying to heal the world. And I am happily in a relationship with myself at Hallelujah. the moment so oh yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> i thought it was in for a surprise yeah, you, and me, you and me both <laughs> okay shaggy hey what's up podcasters people listening to this um shaggy defoe i am from the beautiful island of dominica yeah in the west indies nature island Ayo. of the caribbean i have been living in beijing for 16 years overall over here at 18 years um I am part of the team that owns Larry the Bird in Beijing. Um, we operate Larry the Bird under the Migos Group. Which um, are really great, like chicken sandwiches, oh great God, chicken in Beijing. Chicken. Is everything? Uh, oh, my gosh. We appreciate it, guys. Um, soon, we're going to open our third concept called the Apollo. That will be opening towards the latter end of May. Um, I am in a relationship for the last 12 years. Uh, met my wife and baby moms Ew. Uh, 12 years ago, and we've been kicking it ever since. Yeah, And you can hear Shaggy on season two, actually, talking with Uli uh, about their relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you want yeah. more nice. juicy details about that. Yeah, yeah we, we, we were on that. Um, that, was a, yeah, that was a raunchy podcast. Uh, <laughs> Honest. Okay, Shannon. Cheers, Shannon. Hey, y'all. Uh, my name is Dr. Shannon Evans. I'm from the beautiful arch archipelagic nation mm -hmm. of oh. the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. Land of the Kong. Hey, <laughs> um, We are also in the West Indies, the Caribbean, whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, I have been in Beijing for almost four years as well. July 25th is my China anniversary, I do believe. Uh, I work as a teacher. I'm a sixth grade teacher, uh, English teacher at a foreign language school here in Beijing. And yeah, what else do we... Are you single or in a relationship? Oh, right. The important question. <laughs> <laughs> ah, single like a dollar bill. Mm. Unless it's in quarters. All right. Thanks. Well, you know, there was there was no need <laughs> for you to jump in. That's right. why I said a dollar bill. Com- commentary. commentary. <laughs> All right. So Dr. Shannon or Dr. Baby. Can, uh, I, yeah. can I call you that? Yes, Dr. Baby. We might get into that later about the singleness and uh, what that's like in Beijing. Um, yeah. But we're really excited to have you guys all on. You are not just expats here in China. You all are like entrepreneurs yes. and also on your own various media platforms and have your own audience. Audiences yeah. and you know, date night China here. We're not only just about the dating, but we'll probably get into that later. <laughs> but it's also about building relationships with people and finding these communities here in China because that's so important when we're all far away from home. Right. So, how have you guys found not just any community, but like-minded communities, people that you can really connect with and and bond with? How has that experience been for you here in China and specifically here in Beijing? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, and it's a very varied answer. I think one of the natural progressions of connecting with people um, is at work. And yeah. But as I've gotten older and more mature, I like to have more strict boundaries. And so I go to work for work. If I happen to connect with people at work that can add to my life, then, you know, things change. But from that, it's really being able to meet new people when you go to events. And the network that we have as black individuals in Beijing is very um, strong. Mm -hmm. So you can meet people through people. Uh, That's how I met both of them. Um, It's through other people, common interest. Um, I don't know. I I just keep thinking about it. I think some, you know, some people have been like, oh, I think you would be a good connection for this person. Mm -hmm. And so they connect us and things like that or you just meet somebody or if we go somewhere we see other black people it's like hey, <laughs> hey let's see you never know but it's always the just you know just on gp if i see mm. black folks i'm gonna see if we vibe right. we might we might not but i'm going to try um and just through like creative interests uh, supporting one another in our communities when we do things. So it's uh, for me, um, it's very varied. I, I just personally like to keep my really strong friendship group small um, and high quality. That's that's something that works for me. Um, but yeah, knowing a lot of people is a good thing too. So mm. it just depends on what you're looking for. Did you have to change like how you found that or connected? Like you said, maybe you would just go up to people here in Beijing. Like maybe we would get along. Were there also like WeChat groups that you found? Yeah, WeChat Were there certain sure. groups that connected you or like a, a person, a friend that connected you and like word of mouth, a friend that was like, hey, you should know this friend. Yeah, that happened. Or people would reach out. Well, there have been lots of people that reached out because they had questions about therapy. And we actually connected. And I'm like, well, I can't be a therapist. We'll be friends. So. <laughs> that would be unethical. <laughs> um, That's why I get it for free. Anyway, listen. So yeah, yeah. How about you guys? So like, how have you met like my like-minded people and communities here in Beijing? Um, so yeah, one of the 
the first ways was work uh, when I first got here because I came for a specific job that was pretty much my life for a while. Uh, but in addition to that, and those friends that I've made, you know, after we left that job or that job left us, um, we <laughs> remained friends. Uh, so that's been nice to have. But also for me, so I'm a Christian and my faith has been super important to me basically throughout my entire life. And that was a concern for me coming here. It's just like, where am I going to go? And found uh, BICF and City Church and the embassy, their young adult ministry. Uh, and they had a daytime gathering that was suited for people who had unconventional work hours. So I worked for a training center, which means I worked in the evenings. I worked on the weekends. I couldn't go to church. Um, and so I'd meet on Tuesday mornings, meet with these people. And that helped a lot. Um, people at work noticed that I was happier on Tuesdays because I had just come from that meeting, that gathering. And since leaving that job or that job leaving us, uh, I've been able to spend more time in that atmosphere, in the church atmosphere. And that's being able to do that has sort of opened up my circle a bit. And so I've gained a lot more friends that are from all over, but especially I've gained friends that are uh, African-American or also from the Caribbean um, or from one of the countries in Africa. And that for me, like I appreciate, and we talked about, Kendall and I talked about this um, on, on the Brown Girl in Beijing podcast, but it's such a, a beautiful feeling. Like I love my, my multi-ethnic friend groups. Right. I very much appreciate just all the different things that they have to bring. Yeah. Um, and I, I get to experience so many different cultures. But there is something so electric and ma magnetic and magical that happens when you have black people, especially black women. Like, no mm. offense. Like, you cool. <laughs> women. But, like, when black women come together, it's just so you don't realize how much you miss it until mm -hmm. you get it back. And it's it's that's been, I think, really, really nice for me. And I think yeah. without that... Beijing would not would not have been a great place for me like it, it's cool and all but having those those friend groups has really helped to enhance my experience here yeah. Um, yeah so I'd say church my old job and then church are basically the two avenues that I I don't like WeChat groups um, so yes, I don't I find anybody yeah. use the mute button often no it <laughs> as soon as I'm added to a group it's put on mute as soon. Healthy, healthy boundaries. Yes. So yes. otherwise it's nonstop. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. But I heard you echoing that Kindle just about like, I mean, you just mentioned like strong black female friendships. Mm -hmm. Has that been an integral thing that you were seeking out and especially looking for here in Beijing? Yes, for sure. Um, um, just to piggyback off of what Shannon said, being part of a multicultural coalition of people, I think is great. Right. And it's some, a way that I've lived my life for a very long time. However, it's just another level of understanding and camaraderie and safety to have genuine, authentic black female friendships. We, we recharge one another. Mm -hmm. We know what it's like to be in the world and to not have the level of support that we give to everyone else. Mm -hmm. So being able to, you know, be creative together, to have fun, to support, shoot the shit, um, whatever, you know, talk about God, cry, work out, go to art exhibits. Yeah, um, sing just, baby face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a moment. It was. Um, it's necessary, right? And that isn't to deride or exclude anyone, 
but I'm definitely a firm believer that you got to start at home first in order to be able to give your best to the other people that, you know, um, enhance your life. Mm, 100%. And so how about you, Shaggy? What has been like you um, building communication or building communities, finding for people For me, it's different because I'm kind of a loner, mm. kind of an introvert, uh, an, in, an extrovertly introvert. I don't know how to say it. Who introverted? I am. Are I you am an ambivert? Like, are you a, both? I'm an introvert. I can be... I can be outspoken, but I'm, I'm. I really like to be with myself, and but I'm different from these two beautiful ladies next to me. Um, I don't seek out people of my complexion. Uh, I've never done that. Uh, it happens. Not if it happens naturally and we're cool, then cool. But I don't. I don't know if it's because I'm male and you know, you know, black girls. I I don't know. But for me especially, I've never seeked out brothers in that sense um and they have actually confronted me on it <laughs> because i would meet them i would meet on certain things and they would, they would be like, we each other and never speak and they would message me something that i don't think i need to reply to and i don't or, or like the the typical like nights i sh- they everyone is out i'm home yeah so I'm, I'm not that type of person i go to things that interest me not just because people are there right so there's a whole bunch of brothers at, at this particular venue I don't need to go there unless I need to go there. Like, for me, it's, it's about me, not about them. Um, but in terms of building community, I've always been, since I was a, a, a teenager, I've always been interested in other cultures. And I think that's what got me over here to China and exploring Asia. And I love Asia. Like, Asia is like, like I said before, whenever I leave Beijing, I will move to another Asian country, not home or somewhere else. Because I'm fascinated with Asia. And, um, my wife is from Indonesia, and that happened in a way that I didn't expect. I always thought if I were to get married, I would get married to a, a melanated sister. Mm-hmm. But um, that didn't happen. And even my wife says, like, you have no black friends. Like, <laughs> like, or you have very little black friends. Or the ones you have, you don't talk to. And that is just me. And it's not that I speak to Caucasians or Asians more. I'm just solo. If I need to speak, I will. If we go out, we'll hang. But... I'm not just calling you on Thursday like, what's up? Like, I, it's not me. I'd rather watch TV and fall asleep on my couch. Yeah. yeah. So specifically, specifically, specifically looking at the past two years since COVID and everything mm. happened like that, have you felt shifts in your communities and in China in general? And also just like, have you felt like the perception of being black and the black perception in China has changed? What has, what has happened since COVID began? Let me go first. Go ahead. Um, okay. Do you need some more wine? Always. Anybody need more wine? A um, Just a little. For me, in terms of um, skin color, I haven't felt anything. For me, um, but in terms of life in general, communities, friendships, COVID's messed everything up. <laughs> COVID is like. Something like the the drunken uncle at the barbecue that just <laughs> says the wrong thing. And you can't say anything because he's drunk. Even if you said it, it doesn't matter. It's like talking to a wall. <laughs> you not going to remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, COVID messed everything up. Like, for, I mean everything. And not just for melanated folk or Asian folk or everyone. There's no person on the planet that hasn't been affected by COVID in some way or the other. Like, there's always a connection through 
supply chain or this or that like it's ridiculous this is this thing has come and just shaken the world and um we don't know especially here in china we don't know when we will be normal again um there's no timeline we see the rest of the world for instagram and we cry um and it's just it's just the state of affairs um but we're alive we're healthy and take it in stride my my daughter will be like learn about this in history books and be like what the fuck yeah pandemic baby yeah <laughs> my sister had two Ooh. yes they're different this shit just that was just like okay we can't do shit so this is I mean, they're both athletes, so, you know, okay. I don't know. Um, how would I answer that question? I would say when COVID hit, I was home in the U.S., stranded for nine months. And Oof. I, right, I love my parents, don't get me wrong. Oh, boy. But being an adult. Um, <laughs> oh, no. In that's your a room. Real, that's a real thing. With anxiety, living in Trump country. Oh, God. Lot. It was a lot. Oh, yeah. and Speak on it. Oh, my goodness. It was a lot. So, I would start with have like friendships and relationships shifted yes i think that from what i've noticed in myself personally we've become hopefully well i've become more intentional with connecting and reaching out and communicating and trying to hold space for people to just talk um get things out just to you know celebrate and grieve um, because it's a lot of, I would say for one celebration, you have a lot of grief. I would say, you know, last year I experienced a lot of death when it comes to people in my immediate family or friends that I've known, especially back home in the U.S. Um, and it was just a really heavy grief year for me last year. And so there's a lot of celebration happening now and it's really being intentional about creating community, staying connected to people that make you feel seen and safe and supported and meeting new people. Like, I don't believe that you have to know somebody for years to have a real genuine connection. Like I know Shannon and I are friends. We haven't known each other for years, but I know that if I needed her, she'd be there. Um, if I need a banana bread, she would Listen, not be there. Sundays <laughs> Different at conversation for another time. <laughs> health. Um, Continue. Oh my goodness. But... I I think just because where the state of the world is, it's important to... That's my word for 2022 is intentional. So when it comes to relationships, I've noticed a more intentional shift to do things with people. And I am very extroverted, but I've become more of an introverted extrovert. I don't want to... Exp- my energy is precious, right? I don't want to spend it with everyone, word. right? I want it to be meaningful. I want to have fun. I want to be around people that will understand that I'm having a difficult time and I won't be judged for that, but we can still enjoy each other's company. Um, In addition to that, I will say when I was home in the U.S., it was so difficult to see how the world was perceiving COVID, how black people were being treated. Let's just say in Guangzhou, you know, being taken out of their homes, you know, raided, corralled. Um, And I know the media tends to have a slant, but where there's smoke there's fire right and so just making sure to connect stay connected to my friends that were here um and since i've been back in china i cannot say that i've been treated any differently than before it's more still just the 
a veil of mystery. Um, <laughs> a veil of mystery. So, mm. how, so how so? Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's a loaded question. You know, Your hair is the stairs. <laughs> right, my we hair is long today. Uh, my hair might be short in a month. Yeah. It might be a whole nother color. You never know what I choose. And so it's just the stairs. I have a real issue with feeling like I'm a spectacle. And so the stairs or the um, unsolicited recordings and yeah. pictures yeah. and it's so funny because someone was telling me how they were getting on an elevator and a local individual um, got on the elevator and just started screaming. I was like, you lying. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, wherever the virus generated from is neither here nor there because it's here, right? Um, just, just behave with some humanity. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, stop judging. Yeah, well, it's frustrating. Really? So, I don't have all the answers. I just know that that's why I think it's really important to be connected to people that help you to feel seen in a good way. That you can unabashedly share what you think, how you feel, your frustrations, your celebrations, because this world is moving very quickly. And there's a lot that's outside of our control. Like, I was hella stressed yesterday with the whole possibility of being on lockdown. Now, I love myself. I don't mind spending time by myself when I choose to. to? (laughs) But not knowing, feeling like there's just just this impending Geppetto, right, that is manufacturing all of this. And I don't know what it looks like, when it's going to happen. Am I going to be prepared? It's just really created like a um, a really deep trenched uncertainty around a lot of things, and so I think being able to be in community with good people, people that you trust, is a way to feel grounded. Um, I didn't even answer the question. I don't know. <laughs> I think so. Let me just piggyback on something you said, Kendall. Um, the the part of like you know people having the impression that you know we brought the virus or whatnot. Yeah. Um, China, I mean, Beijing specifically, because we're here. Um, It's such a massive city. Mm. And I've been here long enough to understand the whole environment, uh, at least understand some of it. There's so many dimensions to a person from China. And everybody outside thinks it's just this, it's this small, like, China. But it's so varied. In my compound alone, I have two buildings in my compound two buildings only i will go from like this was in 2020 2021 to someone being in the elevator with me step into the side or getting off a not their floor to get away from me then i will be in the elevator of somebody that will ask me questions like um why do chinese people think that this happened in you brought this virus this is the same building and i will go for different the same local local people asking me different questions from the same perspective and that is what China is. Mm-hmm. So people have this illusion that like, or at least Western media tries to streamline it into such a specific pinpoint. Mm-hmm. This is this. China is this. Yeah. China is a massive, massive nation that mm-hmm. has very people that some of them are curious, some of them are judgmental, some of them are prejudiced, some of them are sweet, some of them are evil. They all exist like everywhere else. Right. But I feel like they bucket it in because it's such a monolithic place. And it's not fair. I understand why the media does it because you know time is time is time. But and it's also just really easy to do. Yeah, yeah. Because who's gonna push back? Exactly. 
but I've been here for 18 years and I I have had maybe one or two racial altercations and on both instances Chinese people helped me mm. against other Chinese people to the point of beating them beating them up like Wait, blood what really yeah oh, wow. like literally in San Antonio the first one was in San Antonio this was in 2006 what happened and this guy approached because me and my free body buddies from Dominica we were drinking in the bar street and these guys are drunk they came up on me like you guys are blah you, you black guys are coming to take all our girls yeah, y'all right. are the ones. <laughs> yeah, and decided to like, like brick bottles and yeah. attack us. And then in the, they were in the same bar with those drunken guys. Another sort of Chinese guys came and defended us and beat the other Chinese guys up. When the cops came, they told the cops we were in the station together. The other guys got arrested and we explained everything. Then we ended up having a beer with the cops. So I've seen the all right the di- dynamics. Yeah. I've seen all the dynamics. Uh, in 2008, no, 2007, I got kind of kidnapped. What? what? For a, that's not a, uh, you don't just like, that's right. a whole other podcast. He's going like, like, to come to you later. Kendall, like, let's unpack this. Episode. That's, right. a, oh my God. that's a whole other podcast. You don't Ka- casually drop Kind of got no. kidnapped. Kind of. Um, or why go and napped. And, you know, and I'm people come and help. People helped us from the community. We were, we were in South China. They came and helped us. They beat up our Captors. It's a whole thing. So I've had both sides of the coin. (laughs) And I will end it here until the next episode. Oh my God, right, because there is going to be one. Love, love the cliffhanger. Brie, you don't have nothing like that, do you? Did you get kidnapped? Who, me? Did you get kidnapped? No. Okay. What? It was was a good time. No. It was a good time. I can laugh about it. I can laugh about it now. But it was. Friend. Yeah, it was, and there was, uh, it was a Bahamian with us. Got me over here stressed. So you got a Bahamian yeah. kidnapped too? Yeah, it was me, a Bahamian, a guy from uh, Mali, uh, my girlfriend at the time who was from Dominica, and two two Chinese guys. Lord, Lord, and our driver and his wife. Wow. My God. Yeah, okay. that's a whole thing. That's a whole wow. thing. That got me a little, a little exciting. <laughs> that was just too much. Kidnapping, <laughs> casual story, dropped right in. All right. It was like six days of insanity. Wait, wait, no, stop wait, talking. Wait. Stop talking. More than one day? Next, next, right. next question. <laughs> wow. No. Shaggy, we got to come to back to that somewhere. You, can't, you cannot just leave right. that. That's, a, that's like the epilogue. Yeah, y'all, that, y'all got questions. I feel me. All right. All right. Y'all got I mean, uh, okay. All right. So, uh, I got media. Trials. How do I, Dr. Shannon? Right. How do I follow yeah, that how up? How would you answer this question? Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. What was the question again? <laughs> COVID. <laughs> COVID. Okay, what's been happening the past two years? Kidnapping. Right. Kidnapping. Um. Yes. Yeah, so when you asked the question, I really immediately went to. I actually both of their answers minus the kidnapping. <laughs> Um, sort of, I guess, answered my answered for me. Um, so one thing for me, especially with my relationships, I have had to be more intentional Mm. um, because I am an introvert and I enjoy my own time more than I enjoy time with anybody else. And it doesn't mean that I don't love my friends. It doesn't mean that I don't enjoy their company. It just means that literally no matter where I am, I would prefer to be at home. No matter how much fun I'm having, I would prefer to be at home. Um, and I could lean into, like, I was on a partial lockdown in 2020, not a full one, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed <laughs> not, you know, I enjoyed having the excuse of, 
I can't leave my house. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> you know, you guys go on without me. Um, but I could not stay like that, uh, especially with being in new spaces because of, you know, like what happened with my job and everything um, and meeting new people. Like, I'm also the kind of person where, yeah, we could meet at an event and have a really good time, exchange WeChat information, and then I will never speak to you. <laughs> Um, you yep. may Facts. message me and say like, Hey, what's up? And we'll talk for maybe a couple of minutes or even that day. And then after that, and it's not that I'm trying to ignore you. Right. There may be sometimes when you pop into my head, but maybe I'm doing something else. And so I don't go to my phone and send out a message. And if I don't do that right then, then beloved, as we say in the Bahamas, <laughs> dog eat your lunch. Like that's, <laughs> that's it. Right. And so yeah, some people have a big problem with that. Like, y- yes. And, and as soon as I know you have a problem with that, well, we're not supposed to be friends anyway. Well, I take the different approach. I do, for for some people, like, I try, because I know that, like, there's one person that I met. Um, I met through uh, going to, to the Van Gogh exhibit, because that was okay. the first time I met okay. her. Uh, and she'll send me a text every so often and just be like, morning, just checking in, how are you doing? I'm like, okay, this is a thing for you. So I'm going to try. Now, Shannon ain't gonna do it every day. Shannon ain't gonna do it every week. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, if there is a moment where you're on my mind, I'm going to try to be as intentional as possible to pick up my phone and send you a message like, hey, I'm just checking in. And even if our conversation only lasts five minutes, then I, even then, I know that I've done something that that feeds into your love language as a friend. Um, And so I think that's one of the, the ways that COVID has helped me in nurturing my relationships, uh, especially with people at home, because I haven't been able to go home in, what's this, two and a half years now? Yeah. And people always ask, you know, like, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? I don't know, sis. Because if I come back, you know, I can't, it. right, I can't get back into, into shot. And this is my livelihood. Yeah. You know, I'm not ready to leave this yet. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it means that I have to schedule those video calls, you know, when my, when my family says, hey, we're doing Sunday dinner at like two o'clock. Will <laughs> you, will you be awake? Of course I won't. But... I can be. Is that something that you would like? Yeah. I can wake up at one, two o'clock in the morning on a Monday, and and talk to you. Um, and you, you are so sweet. Well, that's you know, she, but she's learned that that's what she needs. Wow. Right, right. Like for me, my family back home is quite like from blood perspective is massive, but my family that I actually care about is tiny. You chose the family. Yeah, it's my mom, my dad, and my two brothers. And if I ain't talking to them, then I ain't talking to nobody. Unless you reach out and it's important. Like, I have probably, like, 60 messages on WhatsApp right now that are from months ago and I haven't replied. I don't not like Listen, like I need to uh, No, no. Bec- and it's at not, least it's, plan them. It's not, it's not, like, some of them I, I, I plan to reply and some of them I haven't yet by on because I'm busy. But there are mass of them are just random, retarded, re- repetitive questions. Oh, how are things in Beijing? Probably oh. because you didn't answer the first no, question. No, nobody have asked this before. <laughs> many, many times. And it's the same question. That's why I started Over and blog. over again. And then the, oh, uh, the big, like, Here's my link. The big Check Caribbean question is like, so how can I get this? Oh, my gosh. I'm, oh my, and I, I'm I like, bro, I am not Amazon. That, that's, like, not, that's not your business. Oh. Right. And, then they, they, and then there are nuts. few people that I consider friends. And I actually take the time to give you detailed information. And then you're like, okay, I'll make an order. 
and then they never get back to you. And then they reply you eight months later, so how's COVID? That's what, so these these small maybe six people they kill it for the next twenty. Hmm. I'm sorry, cause I ain't got time for this. Uh, I got enough to do. <laughs> nah, so. that's I mean that part though is realty. I actually anybody that asks me like, hey, can you can you find this for me? Like you're in China, find this, find that. Can you send this? How do I? I don't know, agent. beloved. I'm here as a teacher. I can't mm. help you with nothing else. I'm like, a sourcing agent, that, right? <laughs> I don't. I know for Alibaba. I know how to get from my home to my job, from my home to my church, and from my home to these restaurants. That's that is all Listen. that I have for you. Facts. You need to Google it because I cannot help you. Mm. I cannot. Mm. But for the other people, um, gotcha. just genuine relationships, I have been. I have tried to to reach out a little bit more, um, and to because I mean, with my family, as much as I love them. And, you know, like my parents and, and um, my siblings, I don't talk to them very often. It, it'll be a couple of days before, you know, my family and I speak. And so even trying to do that, trying to do like a random call or something, just to say, hey, or send a video, say like, hey, you can see my face, you can hear my voice. Um, trying to do that a little bit more. So mm, yeah, I do, for the, sure. I do the, the house errands call. I put the phone on and I'm just doing just, stuff. Just walk around the house. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Listen to me do stuff. That's what my, my yeah. mother does with me. They feel like they're there with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. Um, well, you guys, so we've covered a lot of different things and just like perceptions, communities, building communities. I know, Kendall, you've got to take off in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so specifically, do you have any kind of final thoughts on like what you're up to this point and since COVID started and black and abroad and everything, any kind of final thoughts and uh, things you'd want to leave for our listeners now? Um, what would I say? I would definitely say use this time wisely where you get the opportunity to learn yourself, who you are, who you like to be, what works for you, what doesn't, and who your people are. We've given through this through this forced solitude, which may be coming again. Um, I think while as challenging as it is, it gives us a golden opportunity to really do some uh, deep dive into how to live our best lives and how to create healthy communities and really take care of ourselves in different ways. And so taking the time to utilize this time wisely, love yourself, take care of yourself, um, prioritize your mental health, stay connected to community, be intentional and find out what works for you. We, the city as challenging as it can be as lonely as it can be sometimes, especially in the dating sense. Um, there's so much to offer Mm -hmm. if you seek it, right? Nothing's going to fall in your lap. That's just not how the world works. But I would say find what really drives you and go for that thing. Really focus in, hone in on what's going to help you to live the best life possible and make sure that your circle of friends, your constellation of care is going to embody you. Y'all know it's my word. I found that on an amazing podcast, Dr. Byron McClure, Healing Center Conversations. Check it out. Um, just now, see you to make. I didn't have this swapping y'all blunt. She, she was on a roll. I was in it. She was going. Oh. I was. She looked. She had it. such a determined, focused oh look on her oh face. Obama I wish y'all could have seen that. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. I so. 
Specific, specifically. I'm sick of y'all. I, I, I just want people to love the skin that they're in. Come on. And engage in spaces that help to edify and heal and just grow them in this sense. Like, this is a very scary time that we're living in, but it doesn't have to be all-encompassing, frightening. Um, so really being intentional with healing and building community and what can you create out of the time that we're given. And that doesn't mean you got to be on the grind. You got to do what everybody else is doing. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's really identifying what do you need to be your best self at this point mm -hmm. and lean into that and do it with all your might. So um, I hope I answered that question. I got a quick question uh, for you, though. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Did you practice your voice? No. Uh, you got this, like, calm I'll be trying voice. not to sound like a frog. No, you have this voice that's so soothing. <laughs> it's very I'm velvety. listening here, and I'm like, very, like, you never put yeah, on the calm velvety. app, and you want to relax? Listen, I, can you, calm uh, can app, you speak that? Holla. Because yes. I am trying to. No, for real. Like, into the, I don't believe in the universe, Lord. Come on. Um, it's not now, but when before that we is sleeping, on my vision it was board. super, super. I was falling asleep, like real. I was like, ooh. in a good way. In a good way. Like, <laughs> good right. way. My, my my soul was like, oh, come on. Are you being funny with me right I now? I am not. No, it is. Word. It is a very. I can confirm. Very soothing. It's not Retweet. my wine voice. Retweet. It is I don't a, know. It is a very, no, if a it is, voice. drink it's a great more. Voice. Even when like, I was watching your YouTube videos before, I was like, oh, it's a nice yeah, voice. Like, Y'all don't like, know how I'm yeah. like, Do I sound like a dude right now? Did I just wake no. up? No, you that know. was a vibe. Nice. You got to haul out cam. Haul out cam or whatever the other app is and be like, hey, you need my voice. Yeah. Oh my because gosh. Okay, is... I'm going to, I'm not very read good at accepting compliments. Yeah. I'm going, I love reading. You should read my story time on Saturday on my YouTube. I read books to kids. I used to be an English teacher. Okay. Cool. Okay. So sadly, Kindle has left us now, but we still got Dr. Shannon and Shaggy here. So let's just uh, end this episode with uh, how have your experiences been dating in China? Okay. How about you, Dr. Shannon? You have an episode actually called like I think it's Finding a Beijing Bay. Mm -hmm. So can you update our listeners like what has that been like, and have you found a Beijing Bay? Girl, I have not. Um. <laughs> If you, so that was season one, episode one, Where's My Beijing Bay? Season two, episode one is Beijing, B-A-E-Jing or bust. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely a bust. Um, <laughs> I wish that I could say that my dating life has been as easygoing as Brother Shaggy. Um, however, it has not been. It's, it is difficult for me as a plus size black woman in Beijing trying to find somebody who is of good quality. And, and especially with me being a Christian, like there are lines that I have crossed that, you know, I look back and I'm just like, ah, it wasn't worth it. And yeah, it's, it's been, it's been difficult navigating that space. Um, there was one guy that I met and we, dated for I don't know maybe two or three months <laughs> and it was cool you know and I was I was on my my abstinence tip and I told him and he was like do you do you know what that means and I said yes I absolutely do know what it means <laughs> you are free to not like you don't have to pursue a relationship with me you can go about your merry way I'm just letting you know right now like don't expect 
And he was like, no, 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 I still want to try, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. Uh, you know, we went out on dates and we talk. And I'm not a huge phone person. I would rather you text me over anything else. But I did phone conversations, video calls. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm liking this person. And this was back in 2019. Uh, we met Chinese New Year. So the beginning of February. And he had to, he's from um, one of the countries in Africa, and he had to go back home for a wedding. Um, it was not his own, because that <laughs> no, could have been a, a possibility. Yeah, that's, that's a red flag. <laughs> right. Uh, it was not his own. Uh, and he said that he was going to come back um, in like two or three weeks or whatever. And I'm like, we have to talk while you're there, because if not, you know, like you're going to come back. And I'm going to be married with kids, white picket fans, and a dog. Like, we have to talk. Uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, we will. And we did for um, maybe the first week or so, week and a half. Uh, and then just did not respond to messages. Just gone. Ghosted. Ghosted. And I said that was, what, 2019? Mm. Maybe a month and a half ago in 2022, <laughs> he tried to add me on WeChat. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Is Mer Mercury retrograding? Like, what are we doing? And um, he added me. And I'm like, why are you here? He's like, hey, what are we doing? I lost my phone when I went back home. And no. had your... I was like, no. wow. I said, you do. You realize it has been three years. He lost his phone for three years. I'm like, are you? <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need therapy? Because I have a friend. Like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you know, that's how long um, it's taken me to get back to you. I've been trying to get back to you. I said, you know what? No. I'm not I'm not actually doing this again. You be well. Have a great life, sir. God bless you. Goodbye. And that's just, that's, that's just a small fraction of what my life has so been. So Nathan's over there and he just he just said maybe he got kidnapped. Like really kidnapped? <laughs> Not like half kidnapped like Shaggy, but like really of. really kidnapped. Maybe he was kidnapped. You um, know what? Maybe. Wow. And if if so, that should have been the first thing that my man said. He should have told me from the jump, "Hey, look, I was kidnapped. They stole my phone." They just well, gave it back to me. I mean, the audacity of contacting you after three years. What? What? What is the purpose? Uh, I'm trying to think of know. why. But it's like those people, though. Like after somebody ghosts you, or you've been dating, but then you stop or whatever, and then they still watch your Instagram stories. You're like, he actually do that. You no, know? So he you're like, did. Why are you here in this space? You uh, don't want to text me you, back, right. but you're gonna watch my Instagram stories. Because he did that. He had my my actual phone number because you know like nobody has your phone number you yeah, just yeah. have wechat so he had my actual phone number um and i had I switched over to switched over my number to whatsapp and i saw like you know like going through looking to see who viewed my stories and he viewed it i'm like how dare you sir <laughs> watch I, my story I'm, and i don't even i thought you were dead i'm just trying to figure out like what was his end game i don't know because that's to be it's like, not a very good to game be like, you know, in your black book, right? In your black book, and they're like, hmm, last contact, twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah, she might still this be keen. Yeah. She might still be keen. Let's holler. 
that that I takes see what she that, has going on. That takes a lot. No. Like yeah. he was hoping like you would pick up the phone and be like, "Oh, boo!" Absolutely not. I've missed you. Absolutely Let's go. Not. Absolutely. Like in his head, that was the not. imagination running wild. I don't care how dry the doc is. Please, <laughs> please, a bag. Leave me alone. That's wild though. Like, but that's 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 really just been. That's like the microcosm of what my my dating life here has been. It's, I've had some good dates. Um, I've had a guy, you know, like we went out the the week of my birthday last year, and I was, you know, like happy. It was my birthday. I'm having a good time. Go out with this guy, and we have dinner. It was really nice. And you know, by the end of the night, he was like, "All right, you know, like I have to go." He had a a, a dog, um, that he had just adopted. Had to go let her out, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. My birthday party was on the Saturday. So we went out on the Wednesday. My birthday party's on the Saturday. My actual birthday is on the Saturday. Thursday, I think we talked. And then nothing. Like Thursday morning, we talked and we checked in. Like, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Nothing the rest of the day. Nothing on Friday. And so I'm like, all right, let's see if he tells me happy birthday on Saturday. Because I invited him to the party. Nothing on Saturday. It was like after 10 on Saturday. Um, he texts me. He's just like, "Hey, how are you?" I was like, "Hey, I'm good. You know, at my at my birthday party. <laughs> how are how are you?" Um, and that's when he, because he was recently divorced, and we'd already talked. He he said that he wasn't looking for anything serious. You know, I'm like, "All right, you know, I just want to get my feet wet in terms of dating." Um, and he said something about his ex-wife's family, some kind of drama. And then he went on like a bender and was sort of like blackout drunk. And I was like, this sounds fun. I'm going to pass. You, you be well. Do your thing. And yep. I'm going to be over here. Yep. I will be, I'll be in this corner. You, you go over there. And yeah, fair. Go with God. Fair. Yep. Yep. It's like that that boundaries thing you're talking about. Yes. You're like, okay. Yep. You know, this is yeah. no. It just it does not fit. It does not serve me. Yes. It does not serve the life that I would like to live, and that's okay. That's fine. We do not need to be. You don't need to have access to me. As I said earlier, like most of my most of my close friends here and before I came here are female. And yeah, the the dating pool here for the female, and then subset that to the black female. It's I've heard many, many uh, stories. The pool got pee in it. <laughs> yeah, it turned blue. All right, <laughs> um, it, got, it got pee in but it. But like, yeah, I, and I, I hear, I, I've heard eighteen years of stories. I have stories, um, and like, I can't relate from my perspective. But I, the amount of stories I've heard, I'm like, okay, it, this is this is real. Yeah, it is, and. As unbelievable yeah. as some of the things sound, like it is, they happen. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've heard some. Yeah, I've heard some stories. I'll then. save all of my stories, but <laughs> ooh, they, yeah. I think we've got to come back and do a whole other episode <laughs> yeah. about all of these stories, and especially yeah, when we're um, talking about like, like just your own experiences, and also being Christian. Like when I came, I was part of a very Christian church as well. I think the religion aspect with with yeah, dating in China is like it. another thing. Yeah, there are so many filters that go into dating and it's trying to find somebody that you can connect with. That yeah. you're like, oh my god, the dating pool is already so small, and now I've got to like. Yeah. Find somebody to hit this like narrow yep. dart of what I'm actually looking for with my standards, my values, my goals in life. Like it's yeah. so it's, it's a lot. 
Yep. It's, it's got to be, be Sister it's, Mary Shannon. Yeah, it's got to be. I I was raised Catholic, but um, I'm not from a very like religious family, so we're not like strict or anything. So religion has never been a, a factor of my life until um, I would say five years ago when I converted to Muslim, mm. and that was primarily for my wife. And I'm still learning about the faith, and I'm I'm still not super religious but I'm learning about the faith and learning about it's just me tapping into different cultures and religions and and, and, and learning about it but yeah so I, I yeah woman melanated Christian ciao like you said plus size mm-hmm. um yeah you don't there's no pool no it's, it's like a, a it's, it's like a it's not a, I was about to say because it's not even a puddle yeah it's it, not it, like a, it's, it's it's the little it's the broken tap yeah like drop drop Jeff, yeah <laughs> that's it <sighs> that's that's all it is um, but I had a friend of mine that I met. She was from Virginia, and she was here, studying, um, learning, um, teaching English. And she came here, and she, plus size, black girl. Actually, she's half Vietnamese, half black. And she came here to work, and she was the same. She's like, "Oh my God, it's a sippy cup. There's no guys." Blah 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 blah. And she ended up getting married. She went back to the states and met a guy from Beijing. Oh wow! And they got married. I know they have two kids. Wow! And, well, and then they came back. Again. They came back to Beijing. <laughs> move somewhere else again. Met the family, and the family was like, "Oh my god, cool, cool, cool!" And they're living back in the states. But yeah, she left Beijing to meet a Beijinger. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> and he had just moved to the states like under a year before. Wow! Wow! And he was like, "You are my ideal woman." And like, wow! Wow! Yeah. Lord, I've seen what you've done for others. <laughs> Show me the way. Please. Yeah. The way of the truth. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you guys, this has been amazing. I feel mm, like we've, we've yeah. discussed all kinds of things. Yes. And there's even more that we yes. need to get into yeah. another time. I mean, but... if the floodgates, if this was rum, it would be another night. <laughs> going. You're lucky this is just grape juice. <laughs> You yeah. guys are awesome. Thank you for coming on the show tonight. And Shaggy, this is your third time. So we're going to get it? you some free. Yeah. Oh, like, wait, wait, Whoa. you need to come back for a third time. Okay. This is your second time. It's my second time. So yeah. your third time. Nathan says if you come back a third time, you can get a free DNC teapot and a pack of condoms. If you want that. No need for the condoms. He's going to have a baby <laughs> soon. So. But on the teapot, cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to give you a lot of coffee and... I'm going to take the condoms. I'll give it to someone. Okay, fair enough. I'll pass them along my neighborhood. To your brother. Fair enough. He doesn't... Oh, all right. No, we don't need to go into that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) More stories for another time. Yep, I don't... That's not... All right, all right. That's not anybody's business in this room. And Dr. Shannon Evans, thank you for coming back. Definitely take a listen to Brown Girl in Beijing and also Kindle's Black and Abroad series. And if you're in Beijing, go visit Larry the Bird. Yeah. I had some the other day. It really was so good. It's so good. Like, I have to get more. Block party this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, all afternoon. Come by DJ special deals. If my baby is not born, I will be there. Okay. And if the baby's born, you'll be there with the baby? No. (laughs) Okay. But I'll be there in spirit. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.